This is Pamela, the OBG, Arthur Pamela J of the War and the Women of the War, and my co-host Kalia. Hey, Kalia, how you doing? Hey, 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 KP Squared. <laughs> okay, that's right. Um, I want to ask you. We back now. We had some technical difficulties, but our guests are starting to come in. But me and Kalia going to kick it real quick. What you feel about this Joy Floyd situation? What do you feel about? The trial, have you been watching the trial? Did you, you know? Well, first of all, first of all, like uh, I've seen a couple memes on Facebook. It is not George Floyd's trial, it's Derek's trial because Derek okay, knows sorry, sorry, that right. he murdered an innocent person in broad daylight. And right. I just, so I get so upset about that actual situation as most of us do because um, the last thing he called was his mama. And as a mother yeah. of boys, I could just come Me through too. the TV. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> through this yes. whole trial. Um, do you think, okay, let me ask you this question because I've been listening, like I really am not watching it because it's going to piss me off and make me angry. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know, do you feel that I know it's going to be a verdict where it's going to, it's not going to be, for me, I believe in my heart, it's not going to be a murder trial, a, a murder conviction. It's probably going to be some, um, third degree manslaughter, second yeah, degree. something like that. So you can get like seven, right. And I feel he going to get out in three years and then go on about his business. So I don't, I really don't think 
But I'm, I'm in fear of what it fears, it scares me is they're gonna tear up that town. Well, this was just they're gonna tear up the town. And this is like this was like um this was like uh the OJ Simpson child with the white bronco. Well, I'm so not I don't I'm really not promoting violence at all, but I <laughs> I do know that if George Floyd had my last name. Okay. I'll uh -huh. be right there with him. <laughs> uh, okay, I know, cause it's no, I mean, it's no justice at all. And I, I was, I was saying, and then on the net, on the flip side of it, um, a couple of, I think a couple of um blocks away, Dante White was murdered, and that hit me because I happened to be downstairs in my living room. And I was waiting for a delivery from Amazon. And when I looked up, because I don't watch the news for this very reason, there's too many depressing things on. When I looked up, they showed the whole incident and we saw this baby get shot in his, in his chest. I couldn't, I, 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 I couldn't, I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to watch it. And when I watched it, it took the wind out of my chest. I just couldn't even breathe for a minute. And I went right on Facebook Live, face crying and all because I'm I'm a mother like you are a mother of two young men and my boys are 32 and 23 and they're always out in the street by themselves and I pray and I and I pray and I tell them all the time you know the, the, you know raise your hand you know let them know you're not doing nothing because I can't it's, it, it, it's I just can't and then we need to stop this too like it has to be some type of deconstruction of this police department stuff and then reconstruct it because they just do not protect us and i was just looking at it too um they was tear gassing them i don't like you said i don't promote violence neither but they were protesting and tear gassing them because they were protesting and i think the protest was at first um of like non-valid not out of control or whatever but then they started to tear gas but you let so white people stormed the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Y'all didn't even pull out a, a key Let's go back. Nothing. Let's go back. They let okay. racist white people. Because like, we definitely know. Okay. All, our cousins, all our cousins are not the same. But okay. <laughs> racist white people going yeah. up to the people offices, sitting down at their desk, posing with mannequins and whatnot. In nothing, nothing at all. One of them, one of them asked if they could get out of jail so they could go on vacation. <laughs> uh, and that's what that's what shows you entitlement. They think they're entitled and they can do whatever they want to do. I can't and do what they ever. I can't. I can't. I can't. And I just, it's just something that we need to do. It has something has to give. Something has to give. Something has to change. I don't know what it is, but we have to change or do something. And then um, I, I just. I'm just at a loss for words because I, I believe the the officer that shot the young man she she did resign, but they was doing research on her. She and she was, so she could still collect her money, her pension. That's what that's what I was told too, and I think it should be a better system than just resigning and because she killed somebody, she murdered a baby. You know, like another one of our black kings were just murdered for no reason. You know, for a traffic stop. I just see. I think uh, they need to, um, in, in order to make this a learning experience, maybe they need to call a couple people together so they could teach her the difference between a taser 
And a gun. <laughs> and a gun. <laughs> I, 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 I'm confused. You know, I just, I just don't understand like what this world and our system is coming to. It's just, it's, and it's sad to me. Mothers, it's, like, you know, for okay, mother I can't, I can't. Like, Eric Gardner, yeah. we, we watched him take his last breath and Ahmaud Aubrey was the last one that I watched, but before they got to the actual end, I, I had to turn it off. I can't watch it. I just can't. I'm, I'm not watching it. I'm not even watching the trial. I just happened so because one day my mom had the trial on and I and I came came to get something and they had the corner. I think the coroner was on with I don't know if it was the prosecution or whoever and she kept asking him a question. She kept saying to him, um, "What did she say? Oh, so what does cardiac arrest mean?" And and he was that no, this was a 911 operator. He she was saying it means death, it means your heart stop. She kept asking, kept asking, asking. Then I saw when they was asking the coroner, is it true that he had underlying reasons? Now they're trying to say he had underlying reasons, that's why he died so quickly. No, and and the and the coroner said, no, he had no underlying reasons, he had nothing wrong with his heart. He died from the direct pressure on the neck of that officer. I right. said, you better say Nine that again. Minutes. Because they trying, they trying, they trying to move around and do all of this stuff. They trying, they trying. I said, let me go upstairs because I, I don't want to hear this. Like I'm but ready to, to fight. Me, to me, either way, whether he died of cardiac arrest or ear infection, your knee should have been on his neck. On his neck. Yeah, you need to go to jail. <laughs> okay, you need to go to jail quickly. <laughs> Wait, you need to go right now on the express bus, okay? Right. It shouldn't even be no right. trial. And that's just, the thing. Just the wrong person trial. with um, underlying conditions that day. And now you're doing life in jail. Yeah, yeah, bye-bye. Bye, on the on express bus, no problem. It shouldn't even be a trial. Here you, what's my sentence? It shouldn't even be a trial. You know, right. but no, we, we is in America, the justice system that's so broken. You know, it's ridiculous. And then my cousin, oh my God. Then after all of this, I happened to stumble on this channel um, on ABC On Demand. And I just found out about Black Wall Street and the, the, the horrible thing that they did in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1920. So they've been doing this to us. Slavery, all of this stuff. And now it's back, you know, they they it was a town of affluent Black people. And the young man had to do, um, he was shining, you know, shining shoes, and that, that was his job. He went to go to the bathroom, in the, and he had to go in a building, and the lady that was um, operating the elevator, she went to, you know, let him in, because back then, you know, they had the gate pulling and all that stuff. The young man tripped and fell. He tripped over his shoe or whatever, and when he put his hand out, like, to catch his fall, made a mistake and touched the lady's dress and it ripped it, the white lady. She started screaming. He got up and ran. They, the people inside the building, oh, he attacking a white lady. Mm -hmm. Took him off the jail, put him right in jail. It was such craziness. And then the, the, um, the Caucasian people from a, uh, another neighborhood in that town came over to them, shot, killed, burnt them up. The lady, after she saw all of this turmoil, I mean, tore that town down she in apologized. 18 hours. She apologized and let him go. See? I said, Linda, what's the name of that show? Um, 
it's it's on ABC, and if you don't, I just I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't. I just they, I was um, watching it. Emmett Till, like they still need to go and bring charges against his accuser too. Like okay. go back and get them. Everybody with those false accusations, it needs to be a law against the false yes. accusations. Yes, it do. It needs to be a law. So Kalia, we're gonna go into your segment now because we you know it's been good conversation. If anybody has something to contribute or want to ask us a question or call in, please call in to 646-249-0911 and we'll be happy to answer your questions. Kalia, your okay. section girl. So we already covered some of the points that I'm gonna make inside of just mercy just by reviewing these uh, different cases, and I'm happy about it. So we know the movie Just Mercy was by Robert Ebert. It's a powerful, thought-provoking, true story. And that's what I um, really, really like about it. So Just Mercy follows the lawyer Brian Stevenson, Jordan, in his history-making battle for justice. He graduated from Harvard, became an attorney, and he headed to Alabama to defend those wrongly condemned or those not afforded proper representation. Now, that's already three points there. One, yes. Alabama, okay? There, I, I'm, I'm from what they call the hood, from uh, <laughs> Miami area. However, when I travel to Memphis, which I often have to do because uh, my husband is from Memphis, I have to pass through Alabama. And there's some places in Alabama that I still, to this day, in 2021, will not stop. <laughs> <laughs> and keep on moving. Uh, Mississippi, same thing. Uh, I, 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 I go to speed limit. Uh, actually, I go five miles under the speed limit in these places. So, um, yeah, so that is, uh, we could cover that. We could talk about that. We could also talk about affordable representation because, you know, if you don't have that attorney, <laughs> that money to get that uh, attorney, that prominent attorney, then you are stuck with your public defender. Yes. Get paid yes, by the same. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> oh my God. But a state representative, <laughs> they get paid by the same people. So we we can talk about that later. So at the opening of the show, y'all know some movies are hard for me. I have to admit, I tell y'all uh, about the Green Mile. That movie was hard for me to watch the actual, the scene with in, inside of the chamber for the electric chair and all that great stuff. Uh, so uh. I'm gonna slowly get to that. But at the beginning of the movie, the officer asked Johnny D, who was the main role, did he want to make a break for it? Did he want to make a break for it while he was pulling him over? And the answer is, Yes. I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't want to make a break for it? Especially if you know you're innocent, you were at work all day and they have pulled you over and charged you with the murder of a white woman that you've never even seen. So definitely he wanted to make a break through. But um, he wanted to make a break for it. But the news reporter that same day without hesitation announced while Johnny D is being booked into the jails, <sighs> She said, justice is served. What? What justice? You didn't even give the man a trial. You didn't even give him a uh, first appearance date. But justice yeah. is always served at the beginning. So my point in saying that is, 
stop charging people with things immediately. Like, and it seemed like it's only us. Everybody else get the right to go to trial, mm-hmm. go in front of a jury and everything like that. But with us, it seemed like we don't get that right all the time. Like, you know, some people get the death sentence immediately. Like, as soon as they pulled over by these officers, police brutality kick in and they get the death sentence. And we haven't even heard their story or the backstory of what really happened. So stop. Serving justice immediately. Um, okay, so visitation. I want to um, go to through some points as a child of an inmate about how visitation is for us of course like you said oh i I took my son to visit my dad that's in prison and they even searched the bottles they searched the baby bed they searched everything it is extreme for visitation it's okay i'm sure they probably have reasoning behind this and they may be over exaggerating just a little bit but that count is the hardest part for me it's hard as a child of an inmate seeing this man that is dominant in your life, your father, and they call for the count and they, it's like they turn into somebody else. They become like a little kid and have to sit on that wall and have to be counted in front of their family and friends. Like it's the most embarrassing thing. And, I, and it's the scariest thing as a child of an inmate because you're over there praying like, don't do anything that would trigger them. Please don't move. Please don't move. And it's, it's so, so hard. So I wish, I mean, I know it has to be a better way, a better system that they could do the count because it is traumatizing for... Yeah. Yes. It is. Mm. Okay. Girl. So- you got to realize that everyone is incarcerated. Some of them are wrongly incarcerated. And the cop, um, when they put him back inside of the jail cell, they took Johnny D back. They said, and Johnny D gave a little bit of a struggle. He said, come on, man, don't make this hard. Referring to the fact that, hey, I got to do my job. I got to get you back to this jail cell, but don't make this hard. But I'm looking at it on the flip side. As a child of an inmate, haven't y'all already made it hard enough for us? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying to resist, yeah. but gee, yeah. it is yeah. hard enough. So we not they, they're not purposely trying to make your job hard, Mr. Officer, but people are struggling and uh, life has changed tremendously. Yes. Three six like a one eighty in a minute, like it goes one eighty in a minute, like this. Oh God! Mm-mm. And then the family and friends is just like the um the grievance for a funeral. Oh, uh, the first week I know from experience I've lost a loved one. The first week everybody comes up to the house, they send the cards, they bring the flowers and all that great stuff. Yes. But a child of an inmate, we can't do that. We can't cut no. our loved one off. But no. when the friends no. just stop calling and, yeah. and, and stop writing, well, stop taking your calls because you're in prison. Stop taking your calls and stop writing. Imagine how traumatizing that is for the person that's inside. They want to hear from us. They want to know what's going on in our life. Our life is their life. They're living through us. 
for the most part. Mm -hmm. Some of them, yeah, they take up a trade. They may go to school in prison, but we are the only access they have for life outside of those walls yes. and for the windows. So please continue to call your loved ones. Um, I appreciate the, com the, the friendship that they had inside of the jail. The people yes. that was inside of the cells um, with Johnny D. Can't remember their name because I watched it a while ago. But uh, <laughs> I think one of them was Ice Cube's son. One of the actors was Ice Cube's Yes, 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 yes. Yes, the one he got out. The one he yes. got out. They yeah. celebrated with him for freedom. And if you are yes. incarcerated currently, I just want to make this point. Don't be afraid to celebrate for the person that may get out for you because your time will come. And, it, and when it does come, you will want somebody to celebrate with you. You don't yes, want to yes, keep yes. your friend or your cellmate incarcerated because you are incarcerated. And if you got anything right. that you can lend to help them, help them. Don't be afraid to help each other because your time will come. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember being a kid as, um, like I said, I was four year old when my dad was in, uh, went to prison. I couldn't even spell the word incarceration, but Ugh. I knew that it was something bad right, and difficult to talk about because of the people around me. So try to keep that in mind when you're talking to the children of the inmates. Last show, I gave you some pointers about how to talk to the child about incarceration, but it's crazy because <laughs> it's a big word and it's hard to swallow and kids need directions on how to navigate through that. And my final point is sometimes we do the time, well, no, all the time, let me go back. We do the time <laughs> with our loved ones, okay? Yes. And um, his wife inside of the clip, I can't remember her name, like I said, I, I saw it a, a while ago. Uh, but his yeah. wife was like, she felt like she was in jail too. And yeah. we as the children feel that same way. And even though he had messed up with her, I think he, um, inside of the movie, he had cheated with another woman. Yes, yes. Yes, she still stood by his side because that was a child of his, I mean, that was the parent of his children. Yes. A baby daddy, for lack of a better word. So <laughs> she stood by him and whatever he needed, she was able to um, um, answer the attorney's questions and to comply with the story. And she, she was there in court when she had that opportunity. She gathered the neighbors, she gathered the friends. She rolled with him. She was, she was ride or die, for real. Yes, she was, yes. And... Um, I think that that's important to the try to at least put that face on, even if that's not how you feel, to put that face on for your kids because it does make yeah. a difference. They don't they don't see it as you're fighting for your husband. They see it as you fighting for their father or their mother. Right. So yes. put that face on and don't be afraid to do it. Now, I skipped over the point that I wanted to make about Just Mercy. And I wanted to um, thank the writers, thank the uh, filmmakers for Just Mercy because it gave us a glimpse into a, a prison system and somebody that had life in jail. My dad had life for, um, well, he had three life sentences and he also was on death row for over 20 years. However, he's no longer on death row. 
Because the state representation ended up getting him off. But as a child of an inmate, I will say that the difference between the Green Mile, not saying the Green Mile is not a good movie, it was long, and it, and, yes. and it made us empathize. But Green Mile actually put the injection scene, the um, the, uh, the electrocution scene right before our eyes. Now, you can imagine how that feels for a child. Mm. I appreciate the writers of Just Mercy for not putting that on the movie because yeah. yes they they clicked off they uh, clicked back on they played a little music but it made it a lot easier for us it took the tension off because i don't know what they're thinking in hollywood but we do not want to see another black Blackie. man killed on film we don't want to see right. anybody else no. on camera film. exactly and i definitely um, appreciate that from the writers. Yes, yes. Oh. That's all. If you have any comments that you want to make about Just Mercy, go ahead and yes. call in. Send us your yes. questions. Yes. Oh my God, you you touched on so many things that is like because I saw the movie and I every time I see movies like that, I wind up crying and I'm mad and I'm angry and it saddens me and um. Just Mercy, they did a really good job because they did show the inside of what goes on in, in an Alabama prison, Alabama prison. And it it saddens me that we we still are not from that we're not far removed from that. It still goes on. It's still it's still going on, you know. So and it was and it's sad. And you and, and I can't only imagine like being on I'm glad your dad is off a of death row. Now let's pray him home into yeah. the free world. That's Pram Holmes, because I know um, Mark's brother was on death row. He's home. He was wrongfully accused. So he's going to be in a magazine too. And he's going to, I'm going to try to get him on the show. I'll show for, um, for May. I want him to come up on the show and tell us his story. Um, and I can't even understand the psychological, the psychological and mental anguish that they even, that you have a sentence that's, is you have a date to when you're gonna die. Right, right. Like, I know we all got a date that we gonna die. We already know that. We all gonna die sooner right. or later, God is gonna bring us from. But for somebody to sit there and tell you, you gonna die in 2022, whatever, whatever, at a lethal ingestion or death or uh, hanging or whatever they gonna do, that gotta play something on your mind. I gotta do something to you psychologically. Speaking of that mind, because Brian Stevenson definitely was the attorney that came through in the clutch because it could have went differently for Johnny D. Yes. But speaking of yes. that mind, one of the guys can't remember his name either, but he was one of the leads, and he actually uh, was the one that received the um, corporal punishment, the electric chair. But he yes. kept telling the um, people that he was sick. And mental health is real, guys. Mental health yes. is real. The yes. guy had served in the army, had PTSD, but instead of getting him the help that he needs, they, they were so him. worried about him paying the uh, cost for murdering the girl on her step accidentally that they never got the man treated for his PTSD. The man can't even sleep. All those years leading up to the uh, actual- Yes, like, oh. Uh, man could sleep, could barely eat. And they let the man sit in jail like that. Yeah, it uh, it's just, it heartens me. And then that's another thing too. 
I have people inboxing me telling me, are we saying that, you know, we're not saying that people that have done wrong don't deserve to do their time. What I'm saying, if they're doing their time, let's deconstruct the, the, the structure that they have now, because obviously it's not working. Because yeah. it was, it's from, it took us from slavery and chains to slavery inside those jail cells. It's this, it's this modern day slavery, that's all it is. And it was built for us, it wasn't built for them. It wasn't, it was to put us in there when they were tired of us and letting them, and cheap labor, because they still working. And one of the articles that's in the magazine, the gentleman expressed how it, it, he put his name in his article is my family and I. And I was like, what? and I'm in his, it was deep. He was saying how his family is doing time with him. He understood the significance of my family is doing this with me and I thank them. And let me let other people know, don't forget about your family members behind it because they, 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 are, they are waiting for a letter or accepting a call for two minutes because that's their freedom to the outside world. Just think about somebody always in your face, yelling, screaming, count time, eat, don't eat, strip search, going to your cell, tossing your bed up, oh, I think you got drunk, whatever. I don't I like mean, what they I'm do not saying hotel. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the first thing I do when I get to the hotel, Hilton, because I love me some Hilton, but the first thing yeah. I do is put that do not disturb sign on my door because I don't want to be bothered when I'm trying to you sleep. Know, so, <laughs> and so it's like, come on now, they do, I mean, they do, it's just, I can't even understand, imagine, and they want to say, oh, well, it's not supposed to be a walk in the park, but it's not supposed to be degraded either. They're supposed to rehabilitate and teach them so when they come back out into the free world, they can function, get a real job, and try to live life correctly. You know, and I'm not saying everybody is sick when they go to jail or ever. No, if you did wrong, do your time, but also rehabilitate them. Make sure they get in um, the stuff that they need or whatever. And then, and oh, the show I was talking about earlier, before, just it's called Soul of a Nation. That was on ABC. You can look at that on demand. Everybody, please watch that. Oh my God, please watch. You ain't gonna be able to watch all of it neither because I'm like, <gasps> I, yeah. I can't. And they have the gentleman, Um, I forgot. The gentleman, he was on there. I forgot his name. I'm so sorry, but his story was on there, but he was released, I think two years ago. He did not kill that. He did not kill a lady that they said that he killed. He was in, I think he was in Alabama. And um, he said he could remember that his mother asked him to go cut the grass because it was hot outside. And he said two dr white, dr um, normally dressed men came up and was like, here's the gun. Here's this, you're guilty, you're convicted. He was like, I didn't kill anybody. I've been here. Or he said, you're convicted. You might as well confess. You're gonna be a trial. You're gonna be um, trial by a uh, um, a group of your peers, and you're going to jail for the murder of this person. And he's sitting up there like, no, because he ain't got like no money. Six. And, like, and they, they, he was in jail, and it took. The, and he was on death row, like you said. And he said he was sitting there. He's an older gentleman now. He said he was sit. He was on death row. Was near where they, where they actually electrocuted them, so he could hear them crying and screaming and smell of flesh burning for years. And he said what got him through because he could remember the, he had to remember the smell of the grass from when he cut the grass, he was cutting the grass for his mother when he first got arrested. And his mother never got to see him free again. She just couldn't take it, but he got out. But she died two years before he got out. Yeah, I just, I can't, I just don't understand. We really need to do something with this justice system. But um, 
Kalia, that was a great piece. A lot, a lot of information to come up. If you guys want to call in, ask us a question, give us your opinion on what we're talking about. Call us at 646-249-0911. Martha, you can take us out with a song before the guest. I'm going to find out where he's at so we can get our guests on, okay? <laughs> that was good 